day, okay? Welcome YouTube, this is Tone Loy here at Sydney Happy News. For more? For more. I don't know. <clears throat> but I like to say we're gonna do a reaction video. And it's not your TikTok any ordinary video that we're gonna be reacting. But we are going to react. Do really do women have really have an arm? Male feminists? And anti feminist. So, further ado, if you are new, please like and subscribe. And I will not, I will not cuss, because apparently on the news or YouTube, you cannot use any fan. So, that's it. We're gonna watch it. Give me a second. Three. Two, one, and we have other reaction videos, so don't worry, don't worry. Got you, got you guys. All right, and click. Justifies being a feminist today is you must just want to get laid. There's no reason. If you work for yourself, you really need to get HoneyBook. What's HoneyBook? It's the all-in-one client management platform that all independent professionals can... Yep. ...reason to believe in all of these crazy <laughs> things that seek to strip you of your masculinity, perpetuate these terrible ideas that men are evil and all of these things. That has to be the reason. And those who don't know what this is, this is a middle ground. So basically what this is, is <clears throat> someone says a question or is it, I think it's a statement, if I'm correct. And, you know, one side of the chairs, as you guys can see, one side agrees to that statement, and the other side disagrees to the statement. Whoever, you know, stands up. No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If they agree with that statement, they go sit down and they disagree with that statement and still stand up and then they tell their point of view. So we're gonna, we're gonna watch this. Cause I would like to hear both sides. I like to hear both sides story. So that said, let's hit this. Step forward if you agree with the prompt. Women have it easier than they think they do. Oh, for sure. For sure. With feminism, it's kind of brainwashed women to think that they are victims in 99% of cases and all the disenfranchisement that they would claim in like colleges and careers. A lot of these careers are way easier to get into for women than they are for men because they're looking to hire women because of feminism. Yeah, like in divorce and stuff, they get more property, the kids' rights, all that. Yeah. But more so, I think that from the jump, actually have it easier. Pretty privilege, pretty privilege. Me. What you mean? Divorce. What you mean? Child support. What you mean? Child custody of the kids. If you're lucky. What you mean? 
provider. Like yeah. men need to be a provider. You're taught to be tough. Oh, why are you crying? Don't be a girl. But when a girl is crying or a girl is upset or anything that happens, usually there's like a, they're a princess and they're you know they're given the world. Well, yeah, because with women, they're born with their value. They innately have value. They can create right. life, and they're extremely valuable from birth. For men, right. it's not really the same way. You have to make something of yourself to be respected. Exactly. Like a pretty woman can go far just using her face. A man can't do that. A man no. can't go to a rich businessman or, or like a businesswoman and be like, I'm, I'm good looking. Let me come to your yacht. Right. A woman can. Right. Let's bring the dis- You're <laughs> bringing all the facts. They said, <laughs> I mean, you can't say otherwise. I mean, go ahead and check that out, guys. Anyway, I'm really sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's a Greer's forward. Let's I have a quick question. Just a second ago, you were saying that a pretty woman could go onto a rich man's yacht and that would be kind of her ticket on, right? Yep. Okay, so did that help women vote at all, being pretty? But what does I, that have I, to do I'm, with it? I'm just asking, because okay. I mean, when we're talking about women's lives being better than they think they are, would you rather be pretty and be able to get on a yacht or have your liberties? What, what are we living in, like 1950s or 2022? Yeah. They women already have, have the, the right, right to, to vote. vote for a long time. I think something you specifically said shows to me why women don't have it easier. I think it was you who said, Women already have their value. Their value is already obvious because they can have children. Mm -hmm. I don't want to put you into the box, but there are large amounts of men. Women are people that have children, and then they raise the child and they be quiet. And I think that is a problem. Not at all. I think what was really evident to me when both of y'all came up and talked was how indoctrinated into the patriarchy you mm -hmm. are. Right? <laughs> you both come up and say, as men, we have to prove something, and those expectations that you put on yourself. Mm -hmm is a direct result of patriarchy and the systems that feminism is trying to dismantle. So, as are the Wait a minute, are they attacking these men? These guys? I mean... And clearly, old dude was talking about this year, not back then. So, I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I'm like... They're talking about recently, not back then because back then had a different whole meaning of feminism versus now feminism can't even say it can't word but, but there was a there, there was a whole different meaning back then versus now because Most, not all, most women think they are entitled and think that they should be given everything and that they deserve everything. If that makes any sense. I should really write these things down. No, we're going to continue. But I, I honestly, I feel like these guys are either delusional or brainwashing because they just full frontal attack like like I'm gonna continue
God, I mean, Mary. as are the values and that women have that when they were born that you're talking about. Women did not create those. Right. right. Men those, did. Those are God ordained. Uh, so, men and women are both equal under God and in value as human beings. In Genesis, you have a creation of both men and women. They're made in God's we're image. We're not about so to quote both... the Bible on like some yeah. feminist topic. Hold on. But so, I mean, we well, can. We're operating in a country we, where there's a separation of church and state. You cannot use religion okay, as, 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 as a motivation to make legislation. If I hear one more person use religion as a reason to not give rights to people, I'm probably gonna fucking explode. People using their own personal ideologies as an excuse to implement legislation over other people's lives. Am I into Bible? I would try to go with the facts of like what questions have been asked and like what's common from that and do more research before I do I don't mind spiders. I'm sorry. I'm not, I, I, I can't. I can't. Like, I'll do research for a Bible. That's sort of thing, but um, I'm, I'm not a huge religious person, so I wouldn't use that in an argument, to be honest. I would ask questions to prove why I think that way. And then, like, you know, turn the table around and ask them how would you perceive the information for this Lives are simply just not okay with the fact that they can't control everything around them. Back to the prompt, I mean, I don't think that women have it easier than they think they do. And I think to just make blanket statements like women in society think they have it easy or men in society have it harder, whatever you want to say, I just think it's kind of naive. So, I say to this, do you have a say whether or not you want to keep a child or not? I think I asked that. Do you have a say whether or not you have a choice you want to keep a kid or not? Yeah, I, I think I, I said that right. I, I, I know I said that right. It's a yes or no. I don't need all the explanations. All the... the do you, as a man, do you, I'm, I'm just, I'm just asking simple questions, yes or no, continue. Sure, maybe some women think they have it easier, but that might not be because. And, it, and I, like I said, most, all, not all, most. As they're a woman, might just be because of their own set of life challenges and, and vice versa. Yeah, and I, Anyway. And I agree. And one of the reasons that I am so passionately anti-feminist is because I believe that feminism pits men against women. Men and women may be equal today, but they are not the same. But also, too, women are under a pressing assault today in this country. They're losing their ability to compete in sports, beauty pageants, also oh just basic things like that to people that identify as women. And no one is talking about it. Feminists aren't talking about it. So now you have conservatives having to fight for women's equality in, in You're making spaces. some pretty blanket statements saying feminists don't care about it. And you say, what? you think that all women just are against well, men. To well, to answer your question, yeah. You're talking about women. Women are not all feminists. Yeah. <laughs> there are plenty of feminists who uh, are very anti-woman. You know, you saw it during in, in the political era where you have people who will attack Kayleigh McEnany and Kellyanne Conway because they aren't pro-women. They're not for the girls. So you... And, um, actually, we have, like, just a little bit left. Uh, I haven't heard Kevin yet. 
Yeah. Um... <laughs> wait, wait, what's your He's like, it's like, everybody was like, the only other little movie that was like, we haven't heard Kevin. Oh, fuck. Like, I, like, damn. Why? I'm with him. Like, <laughs> you put my man on the spot like that. Why? <laughs> He's like, uh, I don't know me. Like, just, this is my, this is my thought process. Anyway. When you talked about the pressures of being a man and having to provide and having to prove your value as a man, I think those are real challenges that men face. That's why like women have it harder too because they are also being impacted by how aggressive men feel like they need to be to be able to secure the role that they have to play in society. But the reality of today is that because of the systems that we're in, the patriarchy is negatively impacting not only women but also men. There's no wrong reason to get an abortion. Streamline your client workflow with HoneyBook for just $1 per month. That's right, $1 per month brings all the steps of your process together under one. So the question was, there's no wrong reason to get an abortion. My answer is in the middle, simply because I don't want human life to be ended. At the same time, I don't want someone to force, to be forced to have it if they're like rape, for example, or anything like that. But I don't know, I like the idea people having their say or no no yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sorry sorry I like people having their say but at the same time the little life that you know the you know being born or you know being processed and boom I personally think even if you are traumatized or anything like that I feel like that kid should have a life to stand on not saying I want that right to be taken away like for like from abortion like you know for, like I don't know it's like I guess this is like on a perspective I'm trying to say it's like like all kids should have or babies you know like should have a right to simply have a life that makes any sense. Like I don't know it's um, I don't know, like I said, it's it's in the middle. Like my my answer's in the middle. Like yeah, I want people to have purpose, but at the same time I don't like I mean, like I said, it's like it's not my kid. Like, like, it would be nice to have. It would be nice to have a kid have a life standing in. I guess go through adoption, but I've heard stories about kids. Some, not all, 
some places he did he had some shit in his hand for it. So I'm looking to So I'll just center the conversation around the very fact that, you know, we're a group of eight men, the optics of eight men in a room talking about when women do and don't deserve to get an abortion is it's a bad look. So like for me, from a personal standpoint, you know, I have a, I have a girlfriend. There might be some reasons on a personal level where her and I having that conversation together, I might say, oh, I think we should do this. I think we should do that. On a legislative level, I don't feel uh, confident enough to legislate when someone is and isn't allowed to get health care. Because that's what abortion is, it's health care. One of the paramount ideologies of, I guess, being a quote-unquote male feminist is just the ability to mind your own business. (laughs) Um, Just to be able to say that this is the wrong reason to have an abortion, you're already headed down the wrong path. So being an anti-feminist, I... I look at this and I say, well, I am more religious as well. As am I. So I want to say like, I'm more like pro-life, right? But if a woman decides that they want to not give birth, it doesn't, it doesn't matter the reason, you know? Maybe she's not, she's not wealthy enough. Maybe, you know, the father left her, you know? There's so many reasons. And then I also look at like just gun violence and how we're like birthing kids and we raise them and send it to school knowing that it, it can kill. I don't know, I would feel like. It's like not a safe, it's yeah. not the best world to be raised exactly. a child in. Exactly. I think uh, a patriarchal um, element, even in your answer, not to combat or what have you, um, the idea of trying to cycle, cycle through the reasons why and going, yeah, I guess those make sense, mm-hmm. is still, in my opinion, patriarchal. Even though I was on the feminist side on that topic, it feels like I was put in a position where I was framed as wrong. It felt like. Yeah, I just saw that. Don't worry, I'm reacting. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. I'm definitely seeing it. Sorry. Like you aren't allowed to have this opinion on this topic because you're not a woman, and I think that's kind of bullshit to be honest. Off the top of my head, I know that it was mentioned earlier that abortion is healthcare, and I first want to push back on that. Abortion is not healthcare. Uh, healthcare preserves life; it protects it. Uh, it doesn't take it away, it doesn't eliminate what it. What about the woman's the, life? But when you exterminate a child, that is doing oh, harm. Oh, but it's that not always not a child, care. right? So it's, is, it's, it's a discussion when it becomes a child or not. That's not a gray area, that's not a it line. It is actually scientifically proven. It is a, it is a separate strain of DNA at conception. If you ask any doctor- But if you took that clump of cells out, would it survive? It's not a clump well, we of cells, that's why you call it a termination. Scientifically, it is a life at birth, and scientifically, birth. it is mer- I'm sorry, Did you at, just conception. Hear? at conception. So it is a life, but it is not a human. So look. What? What? Did I just hear that? Hold on, hold on. It is a life, but it's not a human. What the fuck? Hold on, hold on.
You guys heard that right. I had to ask another opinion. They thought that was stupid as fuck. It is life, but it's also dumbass. What the fuck? You know what? I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave that shit alone. Look, though the thing is, so when you say it's about protecting life. Abortions are protecting lives of thousands of women who maybe are not able to at have- At the expense of another life. But you're already prioritizing that other life over the woman who's carrying that life. Because of patriarchy too. Because of patriarchy. Because of patriarchy, you're basically saying that- So what if, we, what if we're see, these aborting cells a female are more baby. important than the woman? I think it's absolutely shameful how flippantly our society has begun to treat the topic of abortion. You are literally exterminating an unborn child. To protect the life of another woman. Then don't have sex without protection. Really, you don't then have get sex contraception. Without protection. That was pretty goddamn. Which one call it? Simple. Uh, wear protection. Wear protection. You don't want to have a kid. Wear protection. It's not that. It's not that serious. Wear protection. You don't want to be. You too. Well, I don't have a baby. I don't have a baby. Tell them what they can do. Stop absolving women and men of responsibility and treating grown ass people like they are children. Again, we're not, we're not, we're not emphasizing any of those things. I just we're going straight to women and making it their problem. Well, it's it's a man's problem as well because if a man gets a woman pregnant, that is his child as well. So one of the things that's really important what and what abortion does is it puts all of reproductive rights in the hands of women when it takes both parties. She cannot have a child without a man. Abortion normalizes women making bad choices. We've kind of given a free pass for people to be a lot more carefree about who they sleep with and not really think twice about the ramifications that may come of it. But again, we're also, we're, once again, we're talking, we're zooming in on a high level on the bad choice. It, and making it. It is life. What? He's not human. I'm gonna go back. Go back. Because of patriarchy, too. Because of patriarchy, you're doing it. Because of patriarchy, you're doing protecting lives of thousands of say at conception so it is a life but it is not a human so look though the thing is so when you say it's about protecting life abortions are protecting lives of thousands of women who maybe are not able to at have the expense of another life but you're already prioritizing that other life over the woman who's carrying that life because of patriarchy because of patriarchy you're doing because of patriarchy you are basically saying that so what if we what if we're these cells are more important than the woman? i think it's absolutely shameful how flippantly our society has begun to treat the topic of abortion you are literally exterminating an unborn child to protect the life of another 
own. Then don't have sex without protection. Really, you don't have sex without protection. You don't have sex without protection. Well, I don't have a baby. I don't have a baby. Stop absolving women and men of responsibility and treating grown ass people like they are children. Again, we're not, we're not, we're not emphasizing any of those things. I just we're going straight to women and making it their problem. Well, it's it's a man's problem as well because if a man gets a woman pregnant, that is his child as well. So one of the things that's really important what and what abortion does is it puts all of reproductive rights in the hands of women when it takes both parties. But it takes she cannot have a child without a man. Abortion normalizes women making bad choices. We've kind of given a free pass for people to be a lot more carefree about who they sleep with and not Sorry guys if we saw my I swear I swear really think twice about the ramifications that may come of it but again we're also we're, once again we're talking we're zooming in on a high level on the end result we're not talking about the systemic issues that cause women to have abortions we're like, hold on hold on we're not talking about the lack of resources that 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 make people feel like they cannot sustain a pregnancy or sustain a life and those are things that are caused by the way men have set up society so instead hold on hold on so instead of talking about the actual issues from the top down and going the whole way we go to the most oppressed person involved and make it their fault mansplaining is overly criticized I frequently come across videos online where like a, a man will respond back to a, a broad generalization about women and they'll be like, oh, you're just mansplaining it as if men aren't allowed to have a voice in the conversation. Um, and I think that the term itself, it's just not really defined. And mansplaining is just not real. Yeah. Like it just it literally is a man explaining something and these people get angry about it. Like that's the reality of the times in which we live. And it also it hurts the ability of men to have conversations with women because you think, oh wow, if I explain this issue to her and I'm gonna be accused of mansplaining or I'm gonna be accused of being sexist because I don't think she understands it. It's toxic and it hurts women, it hurts men. And it's just, it's just not a way for us to have a function And society. at its core, it's completely hypocritical because the feminist plight is that women need to have a voice and they're being told they can't have a voice. And then they turn around and do the exact same thing and say, you're mansplaining me. You shouldn't have a voice about this topic because you're a man. And we're targeted because of our identity and no one cares about it because we're supposedly in positions of power so we don't get to be victims we don't yeah. get to say oh you, get, you should feel bad for us because we're men so we don't get to have the luxury of having the benefit of the doubt of society or the media or any of those things and it's a shame it's a shame All right yeah. Zoom is great to, to interact on a call but when it comes to doing podcasts you have to be using Riverside what are you doing if you're not using Riverside I'm going to speak about mansplaining from a different perspective because you guys are talking about controversial topics. I'm going to talk about it from just like a day-to-day -day perspective. In, in my relationship with my partner, how I try to be really mindful of 
mansplaining is when she's when she is sharing her struggle i think a tendency that can be conditioned in me through just how men dominate and want to have to solve problems and all that is i want to jump in and just solve it and try to explain what's happening here and try to question her experience and be like hey like well, did you think about this did you think about that well i i, I see this that that inherently in itself comes off as mansplaining because what is the counter to mansplaining is actually getting consent from the other person. How do you want to be supported? Do you want, do you want me to support you and listen to you? Or do you want me to help solve problems? It's also, mansplaining is also not just having a man having it. Do you want me to help solve problems? Be supported. I'm going to write that down. Because that's like, like, wait a minute. You should be writing this down too. Shit. Do you want? Do you want? Me to... I said I was listening to both sides of the story. Want me to support you and listen to you? Or do you want me to help solve problems? It's also... So mansplaining is also not just having a man having an opinion. Right. That's not the situation. The idea is when a man interjects an opinion that he either is not fully educated on or does not have the appropriate empathy to be able to talk about. See, that's what I'm saying. Different than a woman doing that. that. Yeah, exactly. That, that's my subjective. that's my issue. It, then feel that, free when a woman does that to say you're woman's planning. I don't think that that doesn't There's a reason that term doesn't exist. One person at a time can make the decision on whether Exist that's, that's because you're not allowed to do that towards women in society. I promise you, if you did that, it would be just fine. You just admitted it would be just fine. I think that I think the difference is though, when that ha if that were to happen to men, it wouldn't quiet our voices to to being completely unheard. My wife is a is a physics and math teacher. If she has the answer to a question in a staff meeting. She's going to have to be louder than the men in the room because that is the way society has conditioned people to operate, especially hold on, especially in male-dominated spaces. Yeah. That's what mansplaining is. I have one more question. Is it about the word? Yeah, that's what I feel is like. Is it about the word? Getting hung up yes. on like words no, like really Y'all have a lot of problems with a lot of these like, languages. When you say mansplaining, yeah. you have to understand that subconsciously yeah. we're already creating a divide when really... It, yeah. A woman can mansplain by definition the way you guys are explaining yeah. it, and that's just as wrong as if a man does yeah. it. So why is it called mansplaining? Why isn't it just disrespectful? So, so yeah, when your exactly. life is not at stake, when you're not being attacked 
I think you can focus on language. When you're not at risk of being- You live in US, dude. Men are attacked every single day. Women are attacked more. But I think from a societal standpoint, you guys talk a lot about social conditioning and how women Mm -hmm. feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But don't you think this narrative that you're saying right now is contributing to that? Telling women that they should be scared when they're in an environment full of men. Telling women that, you know, they they are oppressed. They are this, they're that. By telling women, they're less than men. Let me respond to that. They're not telling them that. They're validating the fact that that's the reality. Right. Women should be encouraged to be financially independent of men. Wait, is that a true or false? Sorry, guys, I'm just waiting for that process. I want to say yes. Everybody should be financially, you know, should encourage themselves. I mean, that's my standpoint. Everybody should be able to encourage themselves to be financially supported on their own if they did not have a significant other. So, that's my thing. But I'm probably answering it wrong. Let me know. I think this one's a no-brainer, right? I believe that men and women are equal. They're just not the same. And I think with that equality comes equal responsibility to be able to provide for yourself. And when I think about what could provide oppression, if that were to exist, would be this idea that they were tethered to men to live their lives. I think if you remove that tethering, then obviously women are free to do whatever they please and exit very bad situations. You know, one of the most unfortunate stories that you hear so often is that so many women are forced to live in very dangerous circumstances because they don't know who's going to provide for their child if they leave. They don't know who's going to provide for them if they leave. Uh, And so I think financial independence for anyone is always just a good idea. Yeah, I want to speak about this through a different lens. I think it should be like women should be empowered to be financially independent. Encouraged versus empowered takes a different like sense of support. Speaking to um, how men feel the need to provide, sometimes when a woman makes more than a man, men can, can feel like they're less of a man because... the woman is taking more of like the boss and like provision kind of like role in the household. So I think that it's important to be able to equip women with being able to feel like they are empowered. And that that is a feminist thing because it is breaking the gender norms of like what is masculine and what is feminine role. Yeah, I also think it is important though in this conversation to recognize the women that don't want to be financially independent in a marriage. Um, You know, there's a lot of women in our country that enjoy being mothers. And I think being a mother is is one of the, yeah, exactly. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're, you know, stuck in their situation because they're doing something very valuable by sacrificing that freedom in order to raise our next generation. It's just giving a choice, right? And their their love is their labor, right? right, Their love is their labor in their home. The performance was enchanting. Now, 
feel like that was the only question that everybody could like simply, I guess, agree. I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong, but wait, I didn't even notice that dude was all the way over there. Huh? Well, you just agree. Okay, I have a few different thoughts. Um, one of them would be the importance of the family. I think women should uh, go out and be financially uh, smart and know how to make money and be able to make money for themselves. But being independent of men leaves this notion of that you can never trust a man or that men are unsafe. And the problem that this brings is in the, the family. I think can I ask you why? Uh, hold on, I'm just gonna finish my thought. I'll, I'll explain. With the nuclear family, you have, and this is for both men and women, they're the most happiest when they are in that kind of dynamic. And to your point about marriages where women makes more than the man, that's one of the biggest indicators of divorce. And I think there is a societal and honestly God-given responsibility for men to provide. So when men are told that women are going to be independent of you, you're stripping away a lot of their purpose and responsibility to be caretakers of women and to provide for women. But I would also say that the biggest group of people that are on antidepressants, and it's one in four, are women that are 40, have a career, and have no family and no kids. Which is the real meaning of life is community, family, and relationships. Can but I respond to one specific thing you said, which is um, the demographic of, of women over 40 uh, taking antidepressants, and you're using that as proof that they're the most depressed group. Um, men just kill themselves. So like all the men that have killed themselves, if they didn't do that and were still here, men would predominantly be more depressed. That's than a that. really, there's no basis. There's, yeah, there's but also the men statistically kill themselves more. But we're talking about two completely separate, different points. Well, yeah, I think he's just saying that that statistic is a little bit I'm difficult saying to that process. It's out because, of context yeah, because the men that there's get other, there's other factors. Yeah, there's other factors. Oh, there's always going to be other factors, but that's yeah, a clear indicator that women, at some point, whether they started wanting a career, will eventually want to fall into a role of being a mom having children because that is what women derive the most happiness from. You got a lot of studies and stats over here, which is cool. But like when we're talking about financial literacy and financial freedom, there are a lot of women that have the ability that decide to step back, all those types of things. None of that has to be taken away or omitted in order for them to be empowered. People should be able to do in their households what they want to do. And I don't think anybody's trying to take that option away from women. I think y'all think people are, but I don't think that's really happening. But, but they are, but they are. We see that in society today people demonizing women for choosing to stay at home female empowerment also means empowering women again to make the choice that fits them their choices and what they want to do it is just as powerful just as influential just as important as a choice to make to raise your kids at home if that is what you want to do and also be the ceo of walmart if that's what you choose to do we can empower women to be girl bosses whatever else you whatever you want to say would you empower a male friend if he told you that he was going to quit his job to be a full-time stay-at-home father? If he wants to! So, I, so in, buddy. That, no, that's good. I just want to make sure because like, you're only defending women who get demonized for uh, doing this and you're not like, Which advocating for men mm -hmm. to want to step up and do that too. You're only advocating- Because most no, men don't want to. Why not? Why don't you want because men? Because they don't want because to. Because they just don't and want to. I don't it's want a choice. You I just you want to make Are you pro-choices pro or pro-less choices? This I'm is a trap. I'm this is a trap. I'm, I'm, what do you mean by that? Are you pro-choices? Are you pro-less When I asked him why he doesn't encourage men, he said because they don't want to do that. So then why is it a problem because if women don't want to be stay at home? I'm not encouraging women to stay at home. I'm not encouraging women to stay at home. I'm saying that they have a choice and I'm not for taking choices away from women. You may yeah. be. I don't know. I'm, All right, reset. 
Ah, uh, now I want to know. He said he's a rap. Period pain is exaggerated. I like how the he's into this. Period pain is exaggerated. I wouldn't say I, I never thought that being exaggerated. It being it, no, like no, not no, because nah, I don't want to feel that pain either. <laughs> Okay. I'm glad no one stepped forward for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to change my mind. <laughs> All right. Next yeah. prompt. Innocent men suffer because of feminism. So I think today in 2022, uh, feminism has changed drastically. And I think it's, it's really turned into demonizing masculinity in men while promoting masculinity in women and with that good men are being pushed to the wayside and pushing parts themselves down and not embracing their own masculinity because society is telling them that it's wrong 100 percent. i think like anything that is deemed masculine is seen as now toxic mm -hmm. and um, i see it all over social media you can't really say anything or do anything especially even like against or even for yourself um, without it being like some weaponized in some way or shape or form. Yeah. And it's a shame that feminism has become less about actual equality and more about supremacy. It's right. not about equal yeah. rights between men and women. It's about women being superior to men. And women don't even like it anymore, right? I, I, I hear conversations with so many girls that are, fr that are friends of mine. They're like, I hate what feminism has become because it makes me feel as if I'm a victim. And also too, that men aren't supposed to be men anymore. It almost absolves us of the responsibilities that we have as males in society to be providers, to be protectors. Right. And innocent men suffer because we're made out to be toxic because we're fulfilling our roles as men in this world. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, and I mean, I disagree a little bit with saying that men have to be providers, but I think, you know, demonizing those men is, is part of the problem. Yeah, you know, I would disagree a little bit, but I think also too though, what we probably would agree on is that in a society that makes women feel as if they need to be more like men, all you get is really bad versions of men. And when you have men who are increasingly more feminine, you get men who aren't being men at all anymore. And I think like that's a huge societal problem and we see the ripple effects and the consequences of that every single day. Introducing WordTune Spices, a new super tool that will help you write easier and faster. I use it. When I started hearing y'all talk, y'all have a huge misconception of even what feminism is. Well, the goal of feminism explain, yeah, isn't to demasculate men. The goal of feminism is to fight for social, political, and economic equality for everyone, to, regardless of your race, of gender. Equality of outcome, because it used to be equality of opportunity, and that's when I would say I would be a feminist. But, but either now way, it's become equality but, of outcome. But, but either way, but either way, what y'all are talking about is feelings. Right. Y'all talking about I don't like how women make me feel in society about crime. How women make well, me. Well, the question hold was on, about hold on, feelings. Yeah. No. Hold it was on. about our men affected. That's feelings. 
Yeah, but, so yes, that's but feminism itself is not about feeling. It's about, like you said, outcome. It's about the wage gap. It's about being having access which, to Which doesn't exist, exist, by the way, right? Gap. But anyways, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me talk. Hold on. No, you didn't let me talk, though. Hold on. No, you didn't let me talk, though. It's about feelings, right? You don't want to talk about how men feel. Let's talk about how women feel. Let's talk about feminists. Again, it's not about feelings, period. That's my point. It's not about women. It's not about feelings, period. Other women. Wait, can we have the prompt again? Yeah, let's cut back to the prompt because it didn't have feelings. Exactly. Right. It's about innocent innocent men, men suffer because oh, of feminism. Okay. And, and yeah. so, can I can I pose this question? That is still about on a day like on a day by day basis. Do you think you're negatively affected by feminism? Hundred percent. Hundred and twenty. Really no. Can you can you explain to me how on a day by day basis it makes like feel like because, because again, masculinity has this mythical uh, this mythical eligibility of power. Wait, when wait, someone. someone Feminist, what have you, challenges that it feels like oppression to them. So yeah. It feels it's like not, something it's, is it's being not challenging. That's just my perception. Yeah. Feel free to disagree. That's not, what it looks like. I'm not to oppressed, me. so I, I challenge that perception. But also, too, to go back to your point about feminism, that may have been true with first wave feminism, but with third wave feminism, that is no longer I the case. I would even argue anymore. because no, first wave feminism and third wave feminism. Guys, bring it back to the prompt. And then also, just I love the ping ponging, but just make sure we don't have five people talking on top of each other. All right. There's another side to this too. It's the patriarchy, and so that is what you are talking about. It is the pressure to be strong, the pressure to protect. But in what ways is our society a patriarchy today? I know you said values, so I would I would want to get clarification on what you define a patriarchy. So we should define patriarchy as a group because I personally am still having a hard time defining it today because it so is so So we're talking massive. about something that you can't even define. So, well, okay, well, I'll try and define. Do you want me to try? Yeah, let's, let's do it uh, In a broader spectrum, I'd say patriarchal is the societal structure that we have set up that's kind of, uh, what's the word, sociological values of right. how we set up a hierarchy in our society. But and so it's not a little... defined by, you know, where men are in charge and hold power. Yeah, but yeah. That, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that it's, it's, a, literal, it's a literal thing where there's some document that what? somebody wrote where it said men are in charge, women are second. It is a set of sociological values that you see So we're changing the society. definition of patriarchy, well, which is fine. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. That's what my definition is. I didn't say there was a set definition. That's how I define it. Are we saying we're not in a patriarchal society? No, I don't believe we are today. So the whole idea that our country is an oppressive patriarchy, it just really gets under my skin because nobody's able to actually tell me what that is. Well, by definition, the patriarchy would be a society where men have power over women and women don't have a voice. And in today's society, that's just not true. Obviously, some people have power over others, but in our society, that has more to do with economic status than actual sex. So going back to the prompt, right? The prompt is innocent men feel attacked by feminists. Suffer. 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 Yeah, yeah. Attack right? So yeah. if you make a mistake, you should be held accountable to that mistake. Absolutely. Now with the forms of internet coming out and communication going everywhere, y'all are talking about feeling attacked for being able to say certain things or not. Not attacked. You I just are, think that psychologically, it that does some suffer. innocent men do suffer from but the narratives that are pushed. I would say they also suffer if you're speaking about laws. I think feminism has changed a lot of laws like that what? now all are women beneficiaries. So if you look at divorce courts, if you look at family courts, if you look at abortion, if you look at a whole host of laws, mm. all of them are women primary, men are heavily, heavily affected by those. So, so I disagree actually on that. I don't actually agree on the whole loss stuff. 
But just going back to like the prompt on the suffering thing, I do think that you have to be aware that a man can't just go and say whatever they want. Right. Where a Nobody female can't. Should they be that is, that is not true. Can. A female can say a lot more than a man can, especially online, on social media, on the internet. There's a lot of there's been a rape threat made, and a woman said no one can, no one will judge an eye. Cancel culture doesn't come in. But if a man said that same thing, they would get canceled immediately. I believe men today are really weak. Mostly they're lazy, and I feel like there's no courage. I feel like men today are okay with being losers and I, I mean more men need to stand up for what they truly believe in and I feel like they don't there's not enough back to the prompt do innocent men suffer from from feminism I think look at with this entire Johnny Depp Amber Heard situation that happened this past year you have all of these feminists rushing to the camp to defend Amber Heard and then all those things come out during that trial people are like maybe Johnny Depp isn't the horrible guy that we thought he was right so that is an example of feminism radicalizing these people to just be like I'm gonna be anti-male and I'm gonna go root against this guy but to the point of the political how is Johnny Depp we have like 30 seconds left on this prompt so just finish your thought but yeah but also to Brett Kavanaugh, big example there. You have all these allegations that come up when he's going to be the Supreme Court justice that never came up before. Right, exactly. What did that do as far as enable people who have fake accusations to say, I'm going to ride the coattails of the Me Too movement and ruin innocent man's really life? Really quick though, that where's Brett Kavanaugh right now? He's on the Supreme Court. He's on the Supreme Court. Well, Thank God. And, and then Johnny Depp, the is he, was he convicted of the day. crime? Because truth won suffer. the day. But that's the point. He so won in yeah, spite of feminism. There's a pendulum. And for a really long time, people weren't called out for things. People weren't held accountable. So now, yeah, the pendulum swinging maybe there are going to be some false accusations and stuff going too far i would rather have a million false accusations like over a million people that deserve to be in jail not being in jail do you see what i'm saying like i'd rather people go through false you'd rather have a million people that are guilty on the streets than a million people that are not guilty have to go through a trial i would rather All right, have reset <sighs> Women are fit to be president. I don't have a thought for that. Really. I really don't. Strong So growing up was very difficult for me, especially not knowing that I had ADHD. ADHD is so much. I mean, really, this is a no-brainer yeah, for me. Right? Yeah, I think that this is, um, I expected this to be unanimous, but I think this will probably be the most biggest agreement amongst the group today. I, I think that yeah. anyone who's born in America above the age of 35 that's not a felon, you can be you can be present right and I think a lot of times in these conversations we focus on the differences between men and women but just you know based off of studies men and women are very similar creatures I mean we're the same species we think the same on most levels and to say that a, a woman can't do the same job as a man to me is is completely regressive um, now I consider myself an anti-feminist today but this is the type of question that I would be a feminist for 50 years ago to me this it should be a unanimous uh, you know Things stepping forward, but I, th I look forward to hearing what, what the, yeah. they, they have to say. I think eligibility and optimal option is the difference. I think a woman can be eligible to be president. I think is it the optimal situation? No. I would kind of disagree with you where you say men and women are generally the same. I think we're completely different in the way that we process information, the way that we make choices, the way that we build society. Men are very hierarchical in nature. So it's very uh, merit oriented. I think women are a little bit more communitarianism or communism. That's what I'm looking for. Communism. Communistic. I mean, community based? Community based, right. 
thank you. Um, where everybody gets one. So you get one, you get one. It's not really based on output, which I think is good in some cases, but I think in a, in a general scheme of building a structure of government, I would say having it more merit-based, very capitalistic, where you go out, you work for your living, you provide for your family. I think that's the way that men typically build society. So even a, a woman whose who's worldview aligns with yours, you don't think that she would be fit to be president, even if her every single view she has. Aligns right, like I said, she could be fit, but is it the optimal situation? No, why would she? So is the only reason she's not optimal because she's a woman? I would say it's not optimal because uh, God called men to be the leaders of society. So again, you keep going back to God, and we keep yes. trying to center Christianity as like the know-all, end-all. What about all the religions that had female goddesses and matriarchal systems? We also, we also, we also don't have to sidestep Christianity as if there were not any female leaders in the Bible either. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to go to the, for my reason why, I think it was in London, and it's before their current prime minister. I'm forgetting her name, but she was, a, she was their mayor for about two months, and she ran away. She pretty much resigned, was done with it. And I do personally think that women are more emotional beings. We are not similar. That's actually not factually true. There are big differences between us, and those differences are very vast on the spectrum, yes, but we are a lot more similar in the way we process information. I, I was just trying to finish what I was saying. I was pretty much like trying to go to the point of feminism has created, especially Western women, to be more emotional, more erratical on like their decision-making and more like, just more emotionally charged. And that's where I brought up the London thing, where I feel like that's a good example of that happening, where the pressure got to him. Resigning is a is coward to me, like being a coward. So has, a, has a male president ever resigned? I'm, I'm not sure, but I, Richard, that's what I'm so Richard, yeah, if I can interject. But Richard Nixon was because he was getting oh, like put into crime. Like that was a. Yeah, so it's like double. Yeah, yeah. So it's, that's not so better. That, that's that worse. Um, so if I can interject. So you're kind of using this one anecdotal evidence of like, oh, this one woman got in office. Um, are you aware of all of history? Because like literally, men led pretty much every Everything nation. Else. I'd say about 99% of nations right. forever. So like, yeah, all the good things that have happened from nations, sure, you can attribute that to the men. Every bad thing is also attributed to men. I'm not using this as an argument to say men are bad and shouldn't be leaders. What I'm saying is, is you can point to any person that did a bad job, and then you can latch onto their gender and say, that's a reason why that gender shouldn't do something. It's that's not a good point. example. That's the it doesn't point. make any sense. But I do want to go back to you saying a woman as a leader and how some of those things might not be fit to be mm -hmm. president. Right. I think that when we talk about a lot of the problems men are facing, a woman being president could actually help some of those, especially in facilitating a society where talking about your feelings is, is more accepted. Um, I do believe in a 100% merit-based society, which is why I believe that anybody, man or woman, gay or straight, black or white, can be president if they have the merit to be so. But I think that to say that just because a, a woman makes some decisions differently would somehow have a negative impact on society is all just based off of assumption when it could actually have a very positive the gender pay gap is real. I want to say to you, people choose the jobs. Oh, what? People choose the jobs of what they want. So what I mean by that is if they choose a shitty job and shitty pay, then they're gonna get a shitty result. As in, you know, working and getting paid less. If you want to strive 
or better paid. That's where you push yourself to be better and be rewarded for all the hard work. That's what I would initially say. I would also initially say, uh, I'll be right back in a second. Continue. I agree that the pay gap is real, um, but I don't agree with the studies that a lot of people use to say that it's solely based because of being a woman, rather than taking into account career preference, time taken off, the actual way you do your job. Um, there's a lot of other variables that go into these studies, and a lot of times I see the feminist movement say, oh, if you're a woman, you're going to make less than a man, and it's just a lot more complex than that. Mm -hmm. So I, I agree that it's a nuanced conversation, so there's like two things that I want to put on. My dad, right, do you think my dad Dad raised my brother and I and my sister the same? Obviously not. No, I would hope not. Well, yeah, but like in the sense You're that my dad pushed me into different things than he pushed my sister towards. I think women are raised in a way where they're not encouraged to pursue their interests. And now we're starting to get to a generation where I think that might happen, but it's going to take some time. But then this, the second one is going to be that you get what you negotiate. And, and this is, I can only give personal experience again. My dad has worked in HR of a company. They offer men more at the start than they do women because men uh, are more likely to negotiate anyways. Women are more likely to take the first thing that is offered. That is, that's true, so, yeah. So, and, and that is the thing where they take advantage of the fact that they know women feel uncomfortable in a male-dominated space. So you're going to get a job interview. You're getting interviewed by a man. Everyone you saw when you walked in, for the most part, was a man. Mm -hmm. And then they offer you a salary. You're going to be a little bit less likely to push back. But that's and not that's on my the, personal experience. But that's not on the company in that example. That's on the women, unfortunately, right? They have to be their own best advocate. They have to stand up for themselves. They have to negotiate better. You look at this issue. When you look at, but when you but when you look at this issue of the gender wage gap, also too, it's it's the narrative that surrounds is absolutely factually untrue. You're looking at the average income of, or salaries of men and the average incomes of women, and obviously there's gonna be a difference. Men and women choose to do different things. Like you said, men tend to dominate higher paying industries, higher paying careers. Women tend to go do other things. I also think that we also, like, there is a level of preservation that is omitted in these types of conversations. You guys say it's nature, right? I have two daughters. If I push my daughters into a male dominated space, bricklaying or something like that, who are my kids gonna have to work around? Are they gonna have to, are they going to have to endure a locker room talk. Those are things that are real things that I'm going to have to entertain in my thought process when I Absolutely. decide where I'm going to push my child. So that's why I'm saying it's not just nature. There are societal, no, I agree. There are societal things in place that put women at a deficit when it comes to making money. If a woman feels intimidated, that's on her. Like that is on her. She needs to fight it. And if the, I don't believe the wage gap exists because you're given the same opportunity to earn the money. The fact that you don't uh, fight for your salary or don't fight for the wage because you feel uncomfortable, it's on you. At the end of the day, it's on you. If you go in and you're applying for a job and you feel intimidated and then they say, oh, we're going to pay you minimum wage and you agree to it when you know you should be earning like $20 or $30 or whatever, it's on you. You can't you can't cry about it and say, oh, this is because men dominate. Wait, well, so I'm sorry, can I? Um, okay, so it's on the woman that she feels intimidated, right? That's the that's kind of the the, the, the yes. paramount. So then, is that the same when it comes to like once you're actually hired and once you are the 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 the, the energy or the, the the environment that you work in as well? Yeah. So you it's, so the company has no responsibility to make a safe work environment or anything like that. I never said that. I'm asking you a question. I said feeling intimidated is not the same as being intimidated or being constantly pushed to be 
like intimidate. You know what I mean? Like if I were to you and go, yo, I'm gonna hit you or yo. No, no, you know no. I, mean? I wouldn't like, say like, that. The idea that women are tasked with their own social context and creating the environments for themselves that they want to operate within, even though they are continually stripped of power, is 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 infuriating and is disrespectful. It it echoed the sentiment of black people keeping themselves down because of the acknowledgement of racism. I think we'd all agree teachers, nurses, medical professionals, objectively important jobs for the fabric of society. In the United States. And, so we, and, we, complete, and we clearly undervalue these industries that are women dominant. Do you think that that's just a coincidence? No, where I would agree with you is I do think that teachers and nurses should make more money, but that doesn't factor into the point that there is a pay gap because if a man goes to be a teacher, he's still gonna get paid the same amount as a woman. All right, so let's, take a job, exactly. let's take a job where men and women both participate. Like, World Cup's going on right now. Look at the U.S. American oh men's team and the women's team. The men's team is also significantly more skilled than the women's team and brings and, in a bigger and audience. And more people watch skilled. it. How? More people they watch play. it. Do you think people that play in the but WNBA should be making the same thing as NBA no, players? Exactly. I don't think NBA or WNBA players should same. be making that's more than That's not my question. In 2022, women are not victims. But yet we live in a society that glorifies being a victim, glorifies being oppressed, glorifies people feeling bad for you. When all, honestly, all it does is, again, it provides another disservice to the people um, that are these so-called victims. I haven't always understood consent in intimate relationships. Introducing WordTune Spices, a new super tool that will help you write easier and faster. One of the problems is consent is not always clearly communicated. And I think that's one of the things that has kind of been weaponized against men, whether the woman wasn't excited about it or she didn't like the guy or she was drunk or all these things that they can use to remove their consent and their responsibility in that. They would ruin the romantic image of that guy if he asked to kiss you or if he asked to have sex with you at every single point. My, um, my experience with it has been a little bit different as a black kid I was taught that if you are if you engage in, in, in a romance with a white woman it's a possibility that she might falsely accuse you of something so I've always been uh, I guess you can say hyper consensual mm -hmm. what that has done for me is it has revealed the bullshittery that is all these like backdoor cuts that men act like women take to accuse them of things it's super possible to never engage romantically with a woman in a way that she doesn't want it's not even hard. There's enthusiastic consent. You shouldn't like want to feel like you're talking somebody into something or like they are okay with it. Right. You have sexual encounters with people that want to have the sexual encounters right. that are excited about it. And like that's something that like I do think gets lost. Like consent. Uh, oh, one sorry, more thing, ahead. one more thing, Absolutely. really quick. I know young men that like definitely didn't want to have sex as much as they were, and they were men, but they feel like they had to. They don't and it's like these things, like it's informing young people, like even though you don't want them to have sex at a young age, you have to inform them of it because they'll do it wrong if you don't. Uh, it's it's baked into our culture from the music that we listen to. It's in porn. It's a dominating culture. When you go into a relationship, these are the things that you see, so you try to enact on that. Consent is, doesn't make you any less of a man. Consent is really creating the safety for the other person to mutually just be down for it. 
Honestly, I don't. I didn't really hear anything that I disagreed with over here. It's just the only thing in this conversation that I worry about is lack of accountability. Because mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times, you know, it, women or man doesn't matter what your sex is. If you're engaging in sexual activity, you can pretty much signal that it's consensual and and it can get confusing but then if a, if a woman or if a man doesn't verbalize it and then they go back they confuse consent with regret and i've seen that a lot in in court cases or just throughout our but culture that's where the coercion thing comes right and like the context but, around but like the context surrounding like if they were to say no would they have been safe would there have been repercussions but are you putting them in a position the where they, or is that on the woman because if they agree it depends to on do the situation they were raped. It, like so like the harvey weinstein thing like if any of those women say no, their careers are ruined. Right, right. They're in danger because they're is, in a, like totally so. It's it's the context. I don't think that false accusations, especially for sexual assault, are anywhere near as common as people want to make them out to be. And I think the much bigger problem in day to day life is the consent issue, not the false accusations. That's undermining issue. it though, because you guys haven't gone through what? it. Saying that that is okay is no, not. That's that's I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying so that I in think terms I, of what's a bigger issue that we need to worry yeah, about. I think you, I think there are some nuanced issues that have you, you have to pick a side, and I'm picking. Women not getting raped over men not getting falsely accused. But that that isn't. I don't think that you. Well, have those aren't mutually that, exclusive, and it's a shame that we live in a world that's so black and white that you can't balance the interest of those who are victims, true victims, and also those who are falsely accused. One false allegation of rape, sexual assault, discredits a lot of other real ones in people's eyes. It ruins the lives of people who are true victims of getting their cases heard mm -hmm. in a fair and, and and positive light. I think what we're all circling around is that what we need in our society is comprehensive sexual education yeah and I think the topic of consent needs to be just as important as the topic of protection probably would if men got raped more male feminists are in it to get laid I'm excited for this one because I don't like women sexually so this is gonna be a very interesting conversation um, I think that if you are a straight male the way you view women, women subconsciously is always going to be have something to do with sex. Right. On, on, on just a fundamental level, just in nature. Now, that might not be the whole premise, but I do think that it has something to do with it. Yeah, I think, like, again, the problem with these statements is, like, they're general. I think there are men out there that are predatory and are posing as feminists to get into the pants of women. And even on a more, like, micro level, like, so I was literally just watching uh, a recent Jubilee video, and it was one about a man, he was a self-proclaimed pickup artist. And word, this is a, almost a direct quote of what he says. He goes, oh hell yeah, I f with feminism. You know, I like to think I'm a feminist. I, I f with feminism. And I think it's kind of emblematic of like, there are men that don't understand the full gravity of how people who are real feminists feel about yeah. the situation. And they kind of see see it as like this, like, oh, this cool, hot social issue. And if I talk about it, it puts me in the group of, of, the, of the good people. And I don't think it's always heinous, while there are people that are doing that. Some of it's just like such blatant ignorance that they, they lack the understanding. Yeah, I think even the the Posing of the question is indicative of the truth of the matter that I think a lot of the time it is that because if you align yourself with a lot of the more traditionally toxic masculine traits and you're not viewed as on team woman, then you're not going to be in line with a lot of Western women in today's society. I have a few like friends that go to these parties and they're like, oh yeah, fuck Andrew Tate. They all watch him, but they'll be like, oh, fuck Andrew Tate just so they can get laid because they know that's how, you know, a woman will feel like, oh wow, they listen to me or oh wow, they agree with me and feel a little more connected. 
accepted. Yeah. And I think for me, as someone who believes genuinely in the fact that men and women are equal, but I don't go around parading myself as a feminist because the only thing that I can think that justifies being a third wave feminist, being a feminist today, is you must just want to get laid because there's no reason to believe in all of these crazy things that go after your identity as a man, that seek to strip you of your masculinity, that perpetuate these terrible ideas that men are bad and evil and all of these things that you can't be a provider, you can't be a protector, all of these things. I think that that has to be the reason. Like you have Some to of us to don't identify with, me personally, I don't identify with masculinity. I, I might show masculinity, but like I don't think feminism is taking anything away from me. But I think that's a societal problem though. The fact that masculinity itself has become a dirty word is a problem. I didn't say it's a dirty word. I'm just saying it doesn't matter. Why do you choose not to identify with it Wait, wait, even because, it, because when you say it, nothing in my heart feels anything. It, it's just a word. It's just a, right. I don't think anything I do is because I'm a man. I, I, I think that it's because of who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's hear it. I think um, to your point, asking like, why would any man be a feminist? So I just think that we don't all view feminism the way you do similar to the way the Black Lives Matter movement has been moved and changed and developed in terms of the way that people identify it. The things that you speak about when you talk about third wave feminism is not what I mean when I say that I am a, a male feminist. And so, yeah, no, if, 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 if you can't understand that me wanting to make the world a more equal and level playing field for my two daughters, for my wife, for my mother, my mother-in-law, and standing in front of people who want to take liberties away from them, that's the reason why I am a male feminist. It's a perpetuation of oppression that I'm trying to dismantle. And for me, I think we're taking this from a very heteronormative perspective, right? All my friends aren't straight women. So I'm not gonna look at my non-binary or LGBTQ friends and be like, oh, just because I can't have sex with you, I'm not gonna fight for your rights. There is no personal gain for just saying well, two that we should can be, be there. true. I, I agree with you, and, and I think a lot of us agree on, on what we're talking about. It's just these labels are in the way of getting us to that. So blanket statement. One thing to build on top of too is, to an extent, leading men to want to take advantage of women is the very pressure put on by other men. Yeah. That if you're not if you're not sleeping yeah. around, if you're not getting laid, yeah. Yeah. you aren't. And that's and that doesn't come from women, at least from my experience. And, that's and patriarchal so like, culture. If men yeah. were a little bit like like so. I'll say this now. I didn't lose my virginity until I was 22. Now I'm fine with that. If you asked me at 21 how I felt about that, I would change the subject as quickly as I possibly could because I was ashamed. They make movies about it, right? Yeah, there's, yeah, dude. Like, I mean, I was ashamed of it, but you know, that's part of the patriarchy. This is gonna be the last prompt. I want to hear everyone speak. I want everyone to get their voice in. Be mindful of folks that are trying to talk. Step forward if you agree with the prompt. I like, I like living, living in, in a patriarchal, a patriarchal society. society. Um, I would say patriarchal society. Again, I've, I've mentioned uh, the scriptural basis for this, um, but I think patriarchal society is the way that society functions best. Yeah, patriarchy is just a man-led society. So I think we've kind of flipped the term on its head to mean something that it doesn't mean, to say that a patriarchy is a society that oppresses women. That's not what a patriarchy is. So I think if you have a patriarchy operating properly, you have men that are responsible and taking care of their families, taking care of the women of society, and in turn the women have equal opportunities to pursue whatever 
career they want, to be a mom, to be a wife, and to do the things that they want to do as well. Producers, if you struggle finding sounds and samples that work for you, then you have to check out this. So, I'll go. I'll go first. Uh, this is a little bit of a personal, emotional thing. Um, at the beginning of September, uh, I lost my brother to cancer, and um, I took about two or three weeks off work. And then I really started feeling, you know, the financial impact of it. And uh, I have my girlfriend, you know, people in my life telling me that they want to help me out financially. But I have this thing internally within me that feels like a leech. In some way, shape, or form, that is because of this thing that I, this expectation that we put on men to be providers. It's really fucking hard. And I can't explain why. I would have liked to have a little bit more time than three weeks before I had to start worrying about fucking money again after my, my brother passed away. And I do feel like that kind of is a direct result of the patriarchy. Like the, and I, I know that it is myself, it's my personal feelings, but I think it stems from the society that I grew up in that I'm even feeling these things to begin with. I'm sorry for that. Yeah, I, to start, you know, I want to say I, I'm really sorry for your loss because I, I can't even imagine what it's like to lose a loved one. Um, so I, I want to thank you for sharing your story. It's really important for people to hear. But I don't think that it, it's accurate to blame a horrific situation on one aspect of society or the patriarchy or this without any solid basis. That is, so I think that's a fair response. And to clarify my statement just a little bit, that's more of a communal problem. I wish there was a little bit more of a stronger community sense within our country. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like a patriarchal society is not one of support. It's, it's one of merit. It's one of bootstraps. It's one of, of competition. Yeah, it's competition. Yeah. You said that a merit-based society is somehow correlated with the patriarchy, and I, I just I don't see the correlation there because if you look anywhere in nature, everything is merit-based. You know, lions in the safari. It's about strength. It's about you know competition. That's just how our world works. And my biggest flaw with feminism today, or any social movement really, is that some things are just inherent to nature. So to try to solve um, equal outcomes. And, and solve all of these problems, it's just naive and it takes away from actually solving the issues that are in front of us because it's it's a delusion. There will always be winners and losers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to go back and, you know, I've been we've been asking what does patriarchy mean, right? You know, I don't think it just means male-led. What I'm trying to dismantle is the institutions in our society reinforcing that males are superior. A lot of societal institutions and staples of our society are reinforcing that narrative that men alone have to take on that mantle of being the one to provide, being the one to lead the charge on fixing a problem, right? Where, like what Tucker was saying, we all experience emotions and, you know, react independently and we look for community. Yeah, so I... 
think a direct combat towards the patriarchy is emotional intelligence that we haven't actually talked much about today. We keep going back to business, money, and all these different things because those are things associated with manhood. But if you really want to shift the dynamic, it's about how do we own like the emotional parts of ourselves as men? And that is not a conversation that is had in society enough, nor is it supported in a patriarchal society. It impacts men in a way where we feel like we can't let the armor down. That's that that that's what the difference between third, you know, you were saying like third wave uh, feminism versus like first and second wave. I feel like now it's about superiority. When you when you're saying like you're mansplaining, or when you're like putting that men do this or men you know take advantage and men do that, it makes it as we're your enemy. When in reality, it should be more about like working as a team, right? I have a, I have a clarifying question. So. So you were describing that it's shifting to matriarchy, right? Yeah, matriarchy. Just like more like more like being against, like when you're demonizing men for yeah, like, like their actions in general. Yeah. So like when we're moving towards a socially matriarchal society, it's mansplaining and it's men being canceled. But when patriarchy is is in place, we're dealing with issues of uh, wealth. We're dealing with issues of healthcare, whether you consider it healthcare or not. We're dealing with issues of safety. We're dealing with issues of liberty. We're dealing with issues of choice. It seems that matriarchy is less, I guess, oppressively heavy because all I have to deal with is you not liking what I have to say. Whereas in a patriarchy, I can't make as much money. That's worse. Well, it's not just about disagreeing about whether or not it exists. And the fact of the matter is, even in a patriarchal society which doesn't exist, men and women can still go and make the same amount of money. If women majored in higher paying fields of study, they would make more money. When we talk about men's mental health, I separate it from patriarchy because I think that to be expressive about what you're feeling and what you're going through, you have to be strong. And being strong, I associate that with being a man, being masculine. Maybe society would like to beat you up for that. Maybe that's why men are likelier to commit suicide. But that is still an example of strength. I think that as we get further and further along the generations, we need to start preaching to young men the type of strength that you were talking about. Continue. Discipline. And honesty, emotional awareness, discipline, and the type of strength that you were talking about. Self-awareness, discipline, and honesty, emotional honesty. Not being tough and not like, you know, being able to go through a lot, but being aware when you're going through something, when you're struggling, being able to articulate that, right? And doing it to the right people at the right time. I think that is what strength is. And I think that that's a positive message that we could that we could communicate to the next generation about masculinity. We, we ended on consensus. Yes, that is a wrap on male feminists versus male anti-feminists. Nice job, y'all. They say they hate men while trying to become men. Not true. That is true. She was f***ing raped. I am a woman. Oh, you're a woman now? Yo, maybe next time we're going to do that. We're, we're going to, like, you know, huh, huh, yeah. If you guys liked the video, I hope you guys like and subscribe. I know I've been having a lot of questions as I should have, but... Match on feminist growing in high, huh? 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 Until next time.